0: What's going on guys? Happy Friday and welcome to Facebook Friday. Eric Hammond your host here today for episode number 129. I was trying to do the fingers but it's not going to work out. 129 of Facebook Friday. Today we're talking about the lessons learned from producing over 70 hours of live content. I can't believe this is just it's been awesome. These last two years have been fantastic. There's a big announcement coming so if you're watching the first couple seconds stay tuned. I've got a lot to talk about today. Let's go oh I forgot to get ready for this button. Anyway let's go get into Do it. Let's get into the show. This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. This is a fun episode. Here's the big announcement, which some of you guys will care about. Some of you guys are like, ah, I've never even seen this show. So who cares? but here's the big announcement. This is the last episode, number 129. Uh, I know many of you guys have been following for two plus years now, and uh, it's incredible. This has been such a journey for me. This is Facebook Friday, and this is what we've been doing. This is the beginning of our content platform. Two years ago, I was like, you know what? Live video is amazing. You get such the exposure, you get this massive reach, you get to engage with your audience. People can come on, they can give you thumbs up, they can comment. Such a great opportunity that Facebook has uh, produced with Facebook Live. And I've loved it. And over the last few years, I've learned so much. And that's what I want to share with you guys today. However, we've decided to put the show on pause for a while. We're not sure how long. It's definitely not going to be a permanent thing. The show will come back, but we're working on a lot of other projects right now. OK, so we've got podcasts we're doing. We've got a lot of courses we're doing. We're doing a lot of on demand type shows where you can come in and and watch it on your pace and pause it and rewind it and all that kind of great stuff. We're still doing our mini lives every single day. So if you haven't checked out those on uh, my air cam page, you definitely need to check those out where I usually go live for five or ten minutes a day and just kind of give you my tips and strategies and advice and things that I'm learning about this marketing business. But there's some other great things that are coming and we've got to devote some of our energy and efforts into those things. So we're putting Facebook Friday and our Ask Eric Kamen show on pause for a period of time. So we'll come back to to when that's going to go go again. But for now, I wanted to talk about the lessons that I've learned. So over the last two and a half years, we've done 129 episodes, which usually they're about 30 minutes. Sometimes they're 40 minutes. I just assume that we're probably about 70 plus or minus a few minutes uh, hours, 70 hours of live content. Plus, if you add up uh, our Ask Eric show, which is about 40 episodes. So there's another 20 hours. We've had quite a few other live shows. It's just a lot of content, right? So a lot of lessons learned these last two years and I want to share with that with you guys, here's the deal. I still strongly believe in live content. I know that we've been preaching this for two and a half years They're telling you guys, the real estate agents, you know what? You need to start some type of a live show like this. You need to get exposure. You need to get your content out there in a place where people are going to consume content, right? There's two billion people on this platform and so many people check in on the platform daily and watch hours of video content. So if you're trying to reach an audience, which is the homeowner in your community, there's a good chance they're on Facebook on Instagram and on YouTube. So remember, we take the show, we put it into Instagram TV, IGTV. We put it into Facebook. Obviously, it's live. Uh, we chop it up into shorter segments so that people can consume shorter pieces of content. And we also put this whole video on YouTube every single week. So there's lots of places that people can consume this content. I'm not stopping because it's not working. I'm stopping because we've got a lot of effort into other products that you guys probably don't have, right? We have coaching. We have courses that you can download and buy. We have books that we're trying to write. We've got all sorts of other materials that we're trying to produce so that you guys can build up your business and do more with that. And unfortunately, I'm just the one person. I, I have a team that supports me and they're awesome. But we're trying to make the best use of our time. So you guys, if you haven't done so already, you should figure out how to start your own live show. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, my gosh, Like we have got a green screen. We've got mics and all this crazy stuff here. Go back and watch episodes like one through 40. They weren't that advanced. I literally had my phone. I usually propped it up on like a water bottle or the table or, you know, most of the time I was outside. I finally bought a little tripod that I could mount at two for like five bucks on Amazon, plugged in my little earbuds and that was it. So I had a massive investment of $5 and that's all it took to get started with this show. Obviously, since then, we've improved. We have about a $1,000 camera. We've got some Home Depot lights around here. We've got a green screen, which I think I picked up for like 30 bucks. We've got connection to the computer that was about a $100. So total investment now, I'm probably into it like $1,500. Not that much when you come to think of the value that this kind of content can provide. So don't let the technology hold you back. Just realize every Every one of you has got a probably pretty awesome camera in their pocket. Most of you guys have at least an iPhone, probably six or seven, uh, which records great content. If you've got an Internet connection, you can go live, even if you're just down at the public library, right? Like figure out a place that you can do it. By the way, did you know that public libraries will let you rent a room once a week for an hour for free? So if you need a spot to go record, usually they're all like pretty soundproof. They got a great Internet connection, pretty good lighting. Go in there, bang it out, produce some great content. So here's some of the things that I learned. Okay, number one is two and a half years ago when I first started out, I was scared to death. I figured when I go live, there's going to be all these people watching me and they're going to laugh at me or they're going to see me and they're going to make fun of me and they're never going to come back. Right. And all these followers that I had back then, I think it was like 400 followers on Facebook were going to unfollow me. That's the fear that I had. Uh, And I went live my first time and nobody showed up, not a single person. And that was okay because I got through it. Right. And the first show was like 12 minutes long and it was windy and the microphone picked up all this sound from being outside because it was windy and I was down at the beach and the sun was kind of weird. And I'm sure the Internet cut out because it's the beach and not great Internet. But I got through it. And after the first one, I was like, that wasn't that bad. I could do this again. And the first one, as I say, the first one's the worst one, right? You got to get through it. You got to figure out your inconsistencies and the things that you struggle with. Um, but what I quickly realized is that I need notes, right? So I'd usually print out um, a couple bullet points anywhere from like five to ten different talking points that I want to cover. I'd print it on a sheet. I'd put it right next to the phone, right? So I'd have my tripod. Let me just go like this. I have a tripod like this and I'd put my paper right below it so that I didn't have to look you know, off to the side or read something. And it allowed me to follow a pace. And that helped a lot. I'm very organized. Usually in my my speaking yesterday, I had the opportunity to speak to a bunch of real estate agents and I had a slideshow and, and everything to go with it. And it's nice to have some organization for most of you guys, including me. If you just let yourself ramble, you're going to go on and on and on and not have a clear direction in what you're speaking about. So figure out you know, what notes you need to have, your talking points, what you're going to cover, um, start out you know, with the big punch, uh, not punch, the punch, the punchline. That's what I'm looking for. The punchline. with with punch the so The people are like, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm going to learn from this episode. Right. And then you can go into it and you can talk about that today. Again, the big punchline was here's what you what. Here's what I learned from over 70 hours of going live. So have an outline, get your stuff. Don't worry about the technology. Just start doing it. Figure out where you're going to go from there. You know, is it going to become an inside show like this? Are you going to do it outdoors? Are you going to be traveling into houses and actually interviewing homeowners and talking to contractors and things like that? What are the the. things that you could do in your business. Uh, The next thing I realized is that it takes a lot of preparation. So I can't just say go and hit live and have something amazing to say. I mean, I could for the most part, but I want to have a little bit more preparation into there. I want to be able to deliver content that you guys are actually looking for, bring some value. And so as I got into episodes, you know, 20, 30s and 40s, I realized I needed to prepare a little bit more than just that morning. So I started writing out my schedule. I started um, preparing on Monday usually about what I was going to say and it led up all the way to Friday. Friday because we did the show live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Mondays, Tuesdays, I'd usually start brainstorming about, okay, what are the topics that I want to cover? What are some major points that I'm going to be bringing up? What are the things that I can give as a takeaway for that class? And I start writing out my notes. Sometimes I'd scratch some ideas and change it to something else. Usually I would kind of keep a running uh, list of some of the topics that I wanted to cover. And these came from questions that I was asked in classes that I taught. Like yesterday, I went to a class that I taught about building a buyer's funnel. Right. And, And how to use Facebook to attract buyers leads. I got a bunch of questions there yesterday, those questions would eventually make it into a show. Something like that. So I'd work these questions into the show. I would build topics around those. I would usually keep like a running list on like Google Sheets or a notepad just so I had like a go to topic in case I never needed something to talk about. Often from there, again, we would realize, you know, there's some things that people want to hear about. There's some things that people don't want to realize. When I would put the video onto Facebook, the nice thing about Facebook is that offers all the analytics of how much people engage. So if my my drop off rate, like when people watch and then they stop watching was, you know, within the first 30, to 60 seconds, I knew that that was a topic that people didn't want to watch. Obviously, some people would kind of filter out. So if you had, let's just say 100 people at the beginning of the video, you know, maybe one sticks around to the very end, depending on the topic that you're going to have for us. Obviously, the fall off rate is pretty high in the very beginning because the show is a 30 minute show most of the time. So if you've got a five minute show, you got to see where your fall off is. For us, a longer format show like this, it doesn't always work great for Facebook. uh, But Facebook lives a great strategy. And then obviously most of our views come from YouTube and things like that as well. So you just got to realize, you know, where are your analytics? What are people watching? Um, after you put up, you know, 20 or 30 shows, you can go back and see, OK, today I talked to the plumber about water heaters. And that was a big topic that a lot of people were interested in. But then this week I talked about, you know, whatever, mold and houses and not that many people engaged in that one. So you can kind of get to know what your audience wants to learn about based on the engagement rate that you put out there. And so the only way you're going to be able to do that is to test lots of different ideas, right? So have a broad range of topics. Don't go super deep into plumbing for example, for three weeks in a row, if nobody's interested in that topic, you got to cover, you know, maybe elements of a home and the real estate market and, you know, uh, local amenities in your area. You know, what does HOA offer and what does that city have? That's unique that no other city has. Right. Talk about just a bunch of different things and see what your audience is interested in. Maybe your audience is full of renters who are trying to buy their first house and they're more interested in qualifying for a loan. Maybe you're dealing with um, investors, you know, and maybe that's your audience that you attract and, and they own a a bunch of rental properties and they want to know upkeep of property. And how do I screen tenants? And how do I make sure I don't have turnover? And how do I cut that turnover down to, you know, just a couple days instead of weeks? Things like that. So you're going to get to know your audience the more content you put out there. And that's what's really worked well for me is I found what you guys are interested in. You want to learn how to attract leads. You want to know how to run Facebook ads. You want to learn how to use social media in your business, but not have it take up all your time. You don't want to have to spend 40 hours a week trying to create social media content. You want to do it. You want to set it. You want to forget it. You want to just have it bring results. That's what we talk about around here a lot. We talk about time management. We talk about running a smooth operating business. We talk about tools and strategies that help you guys make your business easier. Those are the things that people have asked for and and wanted to learn more. Those are the videos that get the most engagement. So it's allowed me to really understand my audience and know what they're looking for and then deliver more content. Right. The I'd say the speaker who gives the most value in their content is the one that's going to win because if I talk about the things that I'm interested in and it doesn't help you guys in your business, you're not going to come back, right? It's going to be a show for me, not for you guys. And I want this to be a show for you. So keep producing content, keep figuring out what your audience is interested in and try to mix it up a little bit just to you know see if you're going to get new audiences or, or new demographics. The other thing I learned is um, the affordability of getting content out there, right? So a lot of my marketing efforts when I was in real estate came from mailers because I thought that mailers was the best way of getting content out there. You know, sending out a postcard or a threefold, Mailer or even an envelope or a newsletter, you know, printed newsletter, um, it costs a lot of money. We would average about a dollar to a dollar sixty per mailer, depending on what we sent. Uh, And that was great, but the problem is, I didn't know open rates. I didn't know what people were reading. I didn't know which part of the article they were interested in. I didn't know, I mean, I knew if I sent something and people called back that that worked versus, you know, something else that I sent out and people didn't call back. But what I didn't know is if I sent out a newsletter, like what part of that newsletter were people reading? How many people just threw it away? How many people, you know, lost it in the mail, whatever it was. And so there's not a lot of analytics besides did I get a phone call back? That was the only analytic you could really track unless you had like a website view or something like that. But then um, the other side of it that I realized is that when you get social media involved, your costs go down a ton, right? So for me, again, to have a touch in mail means that I mail something and somebody physically got it in their mailbox, whether they opened it or threw it away or shredded it or read it. I had no idea, but they got it, it was about a dollar sixty. But for somebody to watch 10 seconds of a video, which is seconds probably nine seconds longer than they looked at my mail, um, it only cost me about a penny. So a fraction of the cost to have that same touch ratio. Now, whether they consume the content and read it and took action, that's a different story. But I know that, you know, for mail to be delivered and a video to, on Facebook to be delivered, the costs were much, much cheaper on Facebook. Same with Instagram, same with YouTube, right? Most of our ads that we ran or the video costs that we put out there were on Facebook, but the cost was much more affordable than mail. And I could change it more often. I could track the results. I could see which videos people watch. I could see which pieces of content invoked a action to be taken, right? If they clicked or if they downloaded something from there. So that's the beauty of it too. And then as we went on, um, we realized that by me creating one 30 minute show, it allowed me to create lots of different content. I think for a lot of you guys, you get stuck on the fact that I've got to create content on a regular basis for my audience to be engaged, right? I need to be on social media and in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube and all these places. And you're like, oh, so much stuff to do. I can't do it. So I'm not going to do any of it. And I I tell you guys, look, if you're not anywhere, just start somewhere. If your audience is on Facebook, start on Facebook. If they're on Instagram, start on Instagram. We don't have to do all of them at the same time. Just figure out where most of your audience is and be consistent there and then grow from there. We started on Facebook and now we've evolved into a lot of different platforms. And here's how we did it. We created this one 30 minute show. And like I was saying before, you can take this 30 minute show and I can take the whole thing and put it up on YouTube. Done. Right now I'm on YouTube. I can take this whole thing and put it on IGTV. Done. There's three pieces of content just from one recording of me spending 30 minutes and obviously you have to have the team to be able to download it and upload it and create the post and make it work for those environments. But it's done right So the the back effort to support that's not that much versus me creating three separate pieces of content. The other thing that you can do is if you have a great video editor and you have different elements of that video that are standalone pieces of content, you can win with that, too. Right. So let's just say we have this 30 minute video like we're doing right now and I could say, OK, well, here's this one segment that maybe is three minutes long. I can take that and it's a good standalone video, I can put that on Instagram or I can put that on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or somewhere else and, and give it a name and a title that's different than Facebook Friday, right? I can talk, call it, uh, you know, strategies for going live or whatever it is, and it can just be a standalone piece. Now I've created a fourth piece of content that I could obviously multiple divide too. I can put it on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. There's four more pieces. So now we're up to seven from just still one piece of content that I did for 30 minutes. You could take maybe out of a 30 minute show, there might be four or five or six different little segments that I can take right and each of those becomes four or five more little pieces of video from this whole segment. I could create a podcast, right? I could create a written blog. I can have all the words that I say transcribed into a written blog. You know, maybe it's uh, a thousand or fifteen hundred words, something like that. But it's a great read. So just consider what 30 minutes of your life can do to create lots of different pieces of content. So it allowed me to free up a lot of time because I knew that we were trying to be everywhere and I didn't have the ability to create, you know, 27 different pieces of content or whatever it's turned out to be, but I know that this one video can be divided. So that's another piece uh, of the lesson that I've learned. Let me go back to your hesitation, right? You may struggle with what do I talk about? How do I get this out there? How do I have a team to support this? You know, I'm just one person. Maybe I don't I'm, I'm trying to sell houses. I'm not trying to create a, a talk show or a media show or anything like that. But here's the deal, right? All of our team works part time. I have a video editor that works a few hours a week. I have a social media strategist that works a few hours a week, um, a podcast producer that I feel the whole process probably takes an hour to get our uh, podcast uploaded. Anyway, there's multiple people on our team, but they each just work a few hours a day here and there, right? I didn't find one person who's like he or she is my marketing consultant and and they're going to take care of everything because that would be hard to do with one person. They're probably super expensive. uh, If you had one person that could cover all those things, it's probably going to be more like an agency. Or I could find just a few little individuals, you know, two hours here and 30 minutes there and an hour there. Uh, And because they're great at what they do, they're great at video editing or great at podcast creating or great at writing. I can you know stretch my budget out and make it work for what I need. So don't think that just because you're by yourself, you have to do all this work for, I would say we probably budget for all of our, our social media content less than $500 a month. And it works, right? It gets all of our content out there. Everybody's happy. Everybody needs to do what they need to do. And it's a well $500 spent. The other side of that is what would $500 do for me in mail, right? I would probably be able to get about 500 letters delivered or maybe like 700 postcards delivered or maybe like 250 newsletters. Letters delivered, so not that many touches. Let me talk to you about some numbers. Okay, so over the last two and a half years, we've budgeted five dollars a day on our ad spend to get this show out there for the world to see. Um, our audience is big. It's the whole United States, it's Australia, it's England, it's parts of the Caribbean, basically any country that has an English-speaking real estate-driven market similar to the U.S. It's a big audience. I'll tell you that. Your audience might be a hundred thousand people, so your budget's going to go a lot further because you can reach your whole audience pretty quickly. But we've spent five dollars a day pretty much for the last two and a half years. And over that time right now, at the last, it's been a couple of weeks since I've checked and I should have checked before this video. But right now, uh, from what I've seen, we're about three hundred and fifty thousand views on this one show, just this one show. OK, so five dollars a day. Let me just do the math here because this is an interesting number that I haven't worked out. So three hundred and sixty five times, we'll say two point five years which it's been about that long that's nine hundred and twelve days times five that's four thousand five hundred and sixty two dollars okay that's over two and a half years that's not that much you know that's basically two thousand dollars yeah two roughly two thousand dollars a year and I know that you guys spend a lot more than two thousand dollars on some other habits in life so we're just gonna call that two thousand dollars a year and we're gonna say divided by 350,000 that's 1.3 cents per view tell me where in your marketing can you ever get that many views for 1.3 cents per view and I'm not talking about like it just scrolled past their timeline or maybe they got it in the and they threw it away like they physically had to watch I think our tracker is 15 seconds they had to watch 15 seconds of this video to have that register and yes some people will only watch 15 but some people watch 15 minutes of it or 20 minutes or all 30 minutes the amount of people that stay through this whole entire show and watch the whole episode all 30 minutes I'm amazed at and I am so grateful that you're here and that you watch it and that you're a dedicated fan. And thank you. And I'm sorry we're not going to be here next week. I hope over these last hundred twenty nine episodes, you've had some amazing gold nuggets and takeaways that you can take. And and thank you for being here for all all 30 minutes of this episode every single week. But if you look at that number one point three cents into somebody's phone right where they're paying attention and they see you week after week after week for just a few cents. That's insane. So. If you're still on the fence about creating a live show or some type of a video show like this, I hope that this episode has been able to help convert that in your mind to realize the financial benefit of it. Yes, it's not that hard to commit to five dollars a day and five dollars a day is too much and two thousand dollars a year is too much. Try two dollars a day, right? That's sixty dollars a month. I'm pretty sure you can find sixty dollars a month from somewhere to, to make that work for you. You probably don't even need to spend five dollars a day because your market is so much smaller than than ours. I hope we've helped you overcome some of the fears of what do I t- talk about and what do I say there's so much content that you can share as a real estate agent I think that if you get in front of the right people and you know what they're looking for and you interview your team right your contractors your real estate professionals your lenders your title companies insurance agents all that you talk about the market and not every time like talk about the market like less than 20% of the time talk about your town and what makes it amazing go interview the restaurant owners go interview the local businesses go interview the tourism guides and, and what's fun to do in your area right talk about why your area is unique help people understand how amazing. Amazing you are as a real estate agent and why they should work with you. That's what this show is all about, right? Not ours, but yours. I hope I've helped you overcome the fear of technology and realizing that if you can use your phone to take a photo, you can figure out how to go live on Facebook. Google it. If you don't know how to do it, Google it. How do I go live on Facebook? There'll be a video showing you how to do it. Figure it out. Go try it today if you've never done it before. And if you're fearful of, you know what? I'm scared of the camera. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. I'm nervous about being in front of the camera. You know what I say? Who cares? You're going to meet somebody in real life. You've got to sell a home to them. unless you're doing everything virtually, you're going to see them in real life. And I can tell you, if, if they're going to see you in real life, you're going to look the same on that camera as you do in real life, maybe a little flatter because you're just like that big, but you're all the same. If you don't like how you look, you got to get over that. You're you, you're unique. That's what people are buying, right? I've got my own fears about myself. I've got my own, that's word I'm looking for, insecurities, right? Like I was teased as a kid. I was made fun of in high school. I was who I am but I've grown into who I am now and I'm confident in who I am. Be comfortable in front of that camera. Try to go live uh, and if you struggle with that, try to just, you know, look in the mirror and, and commit to what you're gonna say. Be confident, know that you're amazing and you're doing what you're doing for a purpose and you believe in yourself and you're, this comes from a Tom Ferry coaching, you know, you're the best person to serve your clients and I know your clients love you and appreciate you. You need to be out there to help more people. So get comfortable with this environment, get comfortable with video, keep telling people video video. is king. People love engaging with video. So much video content is consumed every single day in our digital world. So get comfortable, be there, put yourself out there, share your message with your tribe, build that brand. Anyway, those are my lessons learned. I hope that you guys were able to take away something from this. Again, this has been just such a big staple. It's uh, a huge part of my life, this Facebook Friday show and our Ask Eric show. And it's been a lot of fun to create and a lot of great memories. Maybe we'll create like a cool wrap up of some of the highlights of it for uh, for like a going away trailer video or something like that. But look for stuff to come. Guys, we've got some great coaching stuff coming. I know that not everyone can afford monthly coaching that we offer. Um, just in case you are interested, we offer monthly coaching, which is basically a 30 minute call once a week, one on one. It's nine ninety seven per month. So about a thousand dollars for you know four to five uh, sessions each month. We do group coaching in our Facebook group. If you're interested in that, we've got, you know, courses that you can download and watch at your own time. They teach you how to build your own real estate funnels, how to generate leads, how to hire. VAs for your marketing. What do I say on social media? All that's available in our store. If you just go to TOSmarketing.com, you can check all that out. But guys, I appreciate you being here. Thanks again for showing up every single week. Thanks for tuning into the show. Thank you so much for the support, the motivation, the positive comments, everything that you've offered. And I know we'll see you again soon. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, I guess we'll be signing out till next time. Bye guys. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week. As we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond with the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.